25 years on the PGA Tour and a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Jay Delsing brings you his perspective on one of the world's greatest games as a professional golfer and network broadcaster. It's the game that connects the pros and the average Joes. Brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Golf with Jay Delsing is now on 101 ESPN. Good morning, St. Louis. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and I'm your host, Jay Delsing. With me is my buddy and caddy, John Perlis. Perley, good morning. Good morning, Jay. Good to be here. Another exciting week of golf. I'm looking forward to talking about the whole thing with you. Yeah, I am as well. So we've we formatted the show like a round of golf. This first segment's called On the Range, and it's brought to you by 20 Minutes to Fitness. 20 Minutes to Fitness once a week. It works for me. All right, let's just go to Justin Hoagland straight away. Justin is a fellow uh, uh, PGA professional and the city manager for Golf Tech. And last week we wrapped up our uh, acronym of GASP, uh, which was um, GRIP, AIM, um, Alignment, Setup, and Posture. And we put that together, called it the basics to just try to help folks with their game. And, Justin, we were talking about some advice that you'd like to give for our listeners uh, before they play golf. Right. Um, I think it's one of the most important times for any player, really. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes on warming up comes from my all-time great golf hero, Jack Nicklaus, who who said something profound about it. He said, uh, don't make the mistake of making your warm-up practice into a full-scale swing rebuilding session. That leaves you blistered, bewildered, and badly demoralized. Um, and he goes on to say that you should, uh, uh, as a big proponent as I am, of swinging your favorite clubs before you play. Um, I'm a big believer that, that can develop really good rhythm and confidence before you before you go out there and tee it off. And one of the things that I think that people can also benefit from is I actually think that chipping is a great way of developing rhythm and contact and control of the ball in general, before you play. Um, it's always been a big plus for me because, you know, I always feel like I can get a good, uh, get a good feel for, for uh, even the small swing tempo and, and build it on up to pitching if I want to practice that before the round. I've always found that to be real encouraging as my round gets underway. I couldn't agree with you more, bud, and I, I just can't stand to watch the, the men and women that jump out of the car and grab their driver. So, uh, that's really great information, and, and thanks so much. We'll look forward to uh, chatting with you next week. You know what what's, uh, I want to talk about before we get into the meat of the show? Because we're going to dedicate this entire show to helping folks with each aspect of their game. But let's talk a little bit about the unique format this week at the Dell Match Play. Mm-hmm. I uh, was fortunate enough to be with PGA Tour Live last year uh, on the ground uh, at Austin Country Club kind of a funky golf course for the modern day player because there are certainly areas where they're going to run out of room uh, lengthwise. So it's almost forcing the, the players to lay up on certain holes. And um, but That what, allows everybody, everybody to be in the game then, right? Is it, that the it, idea? It, it absolutely does. I'm not sure. I think um, the reason they're there is because of Dell, which is a great, uh, great sponsor, great partner, new partner for the tour. Um, but the match play format lends itself to just so many different um, aspects of the game that we don't, frankly, see very much. I mean, when we were when we were amateurs, you know, the U.S. amateurs, uh, uh, 
36 hole qualifier, and then you break into to um, match play and the the Trans Mississippi, which is another huge event when we were kids. Used was to be Western like Am, that. Was Western Am once you got to the very Western end? Western Am was 72 holes of qualifying, and then it broke down. So the Western Am was kind of a, a lot of marathon. high school matches. In, where I played, we were a lot of match play as well. Yeah, we never played any. You know, high school golf here in, in Missouri was not not probably what it is now. But um, anyway, the match play format is is interesting. At um, sixty four players will begin, uh, and one of the things I noticed about the match play that was so interesting last year is that and John Rom fell in this category. They have like they have like groups, you know, and so they have guys playing within the group, and then only one guy from each group can advance after. Um, you know, playing one another and things like that. And what I found so odd is I, I was out on the course on Friday and I had done my prep work and I was like, there's 17 players. I don't, I don't know why I remember that number, but it was right. There were 17 players going out to the golf course that had, no matter what they did, they were still going home. Mm. Because in the pod that they were in with, they had, they they could win – what do you think about that pod thing? And, and that's almost to kind of give them the second chance and a third chance. What I think is good about match play is you lose, you're out. Well, there's a there's it's it's cleaner. It's cleaner that way. But I'll tell you why they did it because they don't want a guy like Rory or Tiger getting bounced. And that's what I hate about yep. that the way they change it to these pods or these groupings or yep. whatever the case is. Right. And sometimes too, you you hear the players say, "Well, I shot six under and lost to somebody that shot two under." So what? It's, it, it's match play. It's a different deal. Right. Yeah, it's and, a totally different deal. I so, think it's so unfortunate when, because the, the uh, what was it, the international tournament that was up in Denver and stuff, yeah. they kept tweaking that to where it was almost like a regular event. I think the fun part of the darn things is that it's not a regular event. It's You have to play a different game. You have to have a different mentality going into it. But they always want to kind of come back to the other thing, the regular what they play every single week. I just think that's so unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, you think in a schedule that's got well over 40 events in a 52-week year. And you know, if you're why a Golf would... Channel junkie like me, then I can see about 400 <laughs> events from all over the world. Right, but you also get, you know, what's wrong with a little bit of variety? I, I mean, I can see it both ways, but I, I really don't think it. Look, skip the event then if you don't like it. You know, don't that's, play. That's my point. It's not, just, it's not that big a deal. I, I think they take the teeth out of it, it's still fun because it's a little bit different. But for me, they take the teeth out of it. Yeah. So you're going to get to watch that. That's a, a, a lot of golf. I got to watch uh, Brian Harmon. Brian Harmon, excuse me, absolutely dismantle Rory McIlroy. And I got to interview Brian at the end of the uh, round. And he just played a, such a solid He's such round a of good golf. player. Yeah. Quiet, unassuming, really, really a good guy. And I said to him, "How did you prep for this? Because Going up with the prolific driver of the ball and and Rory having won the players. How just far the, past Brian is he hitting it, Jay? Oh, 30, 30 to 40 yards. Wow. Yeah, Brian's not short. Rory's just a beast He's off a, the tee. He bombs it. Yeah, and um, he said, yeah, he goes, I knew, you know, going in I couldn't keep up with him or even begin to try to keep up with him, but I knew I could put a lot of pressure on him because I'd be hitting first. You know, and there's another way of taking your situation – Embracing it and figuring out a way for it to work for you. And I got to tell you, Brian just did it beautifully. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. You did it beautifully. So that'll be fun to watch match play. You're going to get to see some. Uh, there's a couple of real risk reward type holes out at Austin Country Club that can 
you know, you can see guys try to drive one well, of the one of the most famous match play that, that we all like to watch is Ryder Cup, and so we know that's a great event and how the pairings work. And so I wish they would just kind of feed off of that and just do the pure straightforward. There's no round robins there. You either get a point or you don't get a point and move on for your team. And last year we didn't get many points. No. Well, well that's another whole that. subject, which is probably why we should play a little bit more of this format and get used to it. Yeah, the Euros are playing in, in it as well, you know, because there's so many of their their top their top 12 are probably... Well, it'd be interesting to see how many of the, the guys that played in the last... European, the victorious European Ryder Cup team are playing. How about week. you? How much uh, did you get to play any match play uh, when you played on tour? No, we didn't, we had when my first my first two years they had an event down in Tucson, and Jim Thorpe just absolutely whooped everybody's awesome. butt down there, awesome. and they and they were like you know he took Tom Watson to the woodshed. He he just is that when you played at that Star Pass or that funny? TPC? No, it wasn't at Star Pass. It was at uh, it was at Randolph Park. I think I do remember that. I think it was at Randolph Park, and um, and Jim Thorpe is just a gutsy mm-hmm. street. You know, he's yeah. a he's a street yeah. fighter, and he knows how to um, he knows how to do what he needs to do to win that match. And he said uh, he said to me one time, he goes, you know, I got two shots. I got a duck hook and I got a double duck hook. I said, which one do you play? He goes, I don't know. One of the two. <laughs> yeah, so he was a character. He was a real board. character. Yeah, he sure was. Um, so uh, yeah, so we got th- we got that tournament. Let's get let's let's get into the uh, the meat of the show. Let's, okay. Do you have anything else for the match? No, play I stuff? think I think it's good. I'm yeah. excited to see what happens uh, happens today uh, in, in that, and I just wish they did more of it. Yeah, I do too. So um, all right, so here's what we're going to talk about: putting, chipping and pitching, short irons, and in the chipping and pitching portion, we're going to talk about bunkers, bunker play. Short irons and long irons, fairway woods, your hybrids, and uh, getting off the tee. The whole thing. We're, We're talking, talking about the whole thing. thing. We're also going to talk a little bit about course management. And you, so, and you want to start from the hole yeah, yeah, back or the driver? We're, We're going to start the driver. We're going to start the driver because okay. I want to get into this thing that Molinari was doing at the TPC, which was very interesting. It's kind of like this jump drill or something. But um, I did some research on it, and watching him uh, and learning about what he's done, he's trying to turn his back fully to the target to make this bigger turn to get himself longer. You know, he's always been this really, really straight hitter. Of the ball. he can't get taller. Yeah, he can't get taller. And what he's actually done is he's, in, he's gained like 20 yards without losing awesome. any dispersion, which is just the holy grail. He's such a good player. Which is also why he's done so well. Yeah. yeah, so just terrific. So let's talk about some basics. Ball position. We want the ball. This is. We'll just assume everybody's a right-handed golfer. So ball position. Basically, somewhere around your left heel. Okay. And hand position. This is where the whole thing's going to be different from the way we, you and I grew up. Your hand position, they're going to be behind the ball. That's, that makes me nervous just thinking it, about it. Me as well. I don't like that feeling. But with these big-headed drivers, and, and folks, the driver's a unique animal. It's the only, well, maybe a three-wood off the tee as well, but it's the only club you're going to hit with the ball not touching the ground. So this ball needs to be swept almost swung up at and just swept off that tee. Certainly not down. So we kind of don't even want it to go if you can. Want it to go down. Okay. It even is not as nearly as desirable to get your new type, you know, these big-headed drivers to perform. Even hitting it evenly off the tee is okay, but it's not not ideal. Jay, when you move the ball that far up front and you have your hands behind the ball, 
How are you aligning yourself up? This, that's, that, what, that's, that's what we've got to go. That's what, I mean, that's are your what, body lines still square to your to your your, your target? I, I, I think for lack of con- trying to confuse anybody with the setup, we still want to be stacked, okay. and we're going to okay. want to be stacked throughout the bag here. Okay, I like that. Oh, we're Th- that's be, a standard we should stick we're with. Gonna, we're going to stick with that. And okay. stacked means feet, knees, hips, shoulders, folks. Okay, on top of one another, and for any of you, and all pointing. Parallel, parallel, le- parallel left of your target line, okay? And so here for any of you that are slicers of the ball, I promise you, and this is one of the things we t- what, what is which is we, what, why we tried to to include the golf tech and Justin Hoagland and this this stuff in here. I promise you, there are so many of your poor shots are are set up to be hit that way before you even swing. You've missed we've missed the shot so often we miss shots before we swing and that's right. your point there. Right. And so what I want you to do for these folks that have trouble with the slice is pay attention to where your shoulders and your forearms are. There's two things that are happening here. Your shoulders are going to be open to your target line so they'll be aiming left of your target which line which is incorrect. Which is incorrect. We want them stacked we want that shoulder stacked right on top of your waist, okay? And we want that aiming parallel down to the line that you want your ball to go. Now, I know what you're going to say. I can't feel it. I don't care. Get a friend. Yep. Get in front of a mirror and look at it and get your go. your phone out. Take a video. It, it's not that hard. You can get somebody to do it for you. But your slice is not going to go away without squaring up those Well, shoulders. I appreciate you saying that it's not that hard. Because you can get a friend or get a video, but it is hard to feel it until you really learn it. No, the change. I'm not saying the change is it's not that hard to get someone to help you is right. what I was trying right. to say. So I may have said that incorrectly. But that is going to go for all of these longer stuff off the tee. Because we want to make the adjustments from the proper body position and not tweak the body around to try to compensate and make this happen. That's a confusing, long path that you're never going to get to a good result on. It's exactly why it's exactly why you're slicing, and it's exactly why your game is, is not consistent. So whether it's fundamentals of business, fundamentals of the sport, fundamentals of life, we're just talking about some real basics that we're encouraging you to adjust from there, uh, but not adjusting those basics of the of the alignment. Yeah, that's right. And and get your so so the key, get yourself stacked. Get your body stacked, aiming parallel. Justin spoke a couple weeks ago about the train track. So your body mm-hmm. lines. Great analogy. Yeah, your body lines are the left side of the track. Your club face is going to be pointed at where you want the ball to start. So if you want to still hit a little bit of fade, that's fine. Just aim it inside that left edge of the fairway cut line, not over there in the left-hand bunker or the left-hand left, uh, left trees. The pros, the pros battle the same thing, and they Everybody work on the does. same thing yep. day in, day out. Because they know if that fundamental goes sideways, they've got no chance that week. There's no question. Well, we got to take a short break. That'll do it for the uh, on the red, on the range segment. Excuse me, but uh, come back. We'll be uh, we'll be jumping on the front nine. This is golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Doster, Olam, and Boyle LLC are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing here on 101 ESPN. The firm was started in January 2015 by Mike Doster, Jess Olam, and John Boyle, three veterans of the St. Louis real estate, banking, commercial, and corporate legal landscape. The firm was founded on the shared view that success should be measured by client and community satisfaction, not profits for partner. 
The firm's focus is on business, real estate, corporate finance and restructuring, and succession planning. Since its founding in 2015, Doster, Olam, and Boyle have been involved in real estate, business, and corporate transactions with a combined value in excess of over $1 billion. For decades, Doster, Olam, and Boyle lawyers have been recognized as leaders in their practice areas by their peers. Doster, Olam, and Boyle, LLC. Extraordinary talent, ordinary people. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right, they've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market, values are going up, and USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash Joe Sheezer. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R. Or call him directly at 314-628-2015. NMLS number 231 Urban Chestnut Brewing Company is proud to be an official sponsor of 101 ESPN's newest show, Golf with our friend Jay Delsing. Just like Jay, Urban Chestnut is born right here in St. Louis. With three local brewing and restaurant locations, you won't travel far to sample straight from the source. If you're heading out to the links this weekend or if you're just in the mood for a classic German-style beer, grab a four-pack of our fresh, refreshing Zwickel Bavarian Lager wherever craft beers are sold. Urban Chestnut Brewing Company, St. Louis, Missouri. Prost! You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can find Jay online at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I am your host, Jay. John is here with me, and uh, this is our front nine segment. Um, all right, let's go to the front nine. Pearl, we have, If uh, please email us, uh, jay at jdelsinggolf.com. That's J-A-Y at J-A-Y-D-E-L-S-I-N-G-G-O-L-F.com. And if we read your email on air, it can be about anything, rules question, tip question, anything, you're going to win golf for two at Gateway National. It's a great little place right on the other side of the uh, the river downtown, and that's compliments of Walter's Golf Management. Not so little. That's a big golf course. I like that golf course, though. I like that course a lot. This, this week's question uh, comes in the form of an email from Ted. Jay, I love the show. Do you tell them that that's how they have to start out the, uh, the response? Otherwise, I'm not, uh, otherwise, otherwise they, they don't, don't get the, 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 the free golf. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why they start out that way. They have plenty of incentive. Jay, I love the show. Can you talk about what I'm supposed to be doing mentally after a lesson? I find myself thinking so much about the lesson that I oftentimes forget to hit the ball. Uh, Ted, great, great question. Great, great question, Ted. And um, yeah, so remember, the, so what we have to do, Ted, is you've got to take the input that your PGA Pro gave you in your lesson, and you have to understand that it's not the end; it's just part of the means. Okay, so we're going to use that along with your, you know, and add it to the repertoire of your game to make you better. So when you go practice. What I would recommend is hit hit two or three balls thinking about that that 
fix or that sensation that you're working on and then hit two or three balls not thinking about it. Because remember, folks, the object of the game is to shoot a lower score than you did the last time or the lowest score you can possibly make on any given hole. So it's not to think. And if if we are getting you to think more by giving you a lesson, we're blowing this we're blowing this up. It's not going the right way. It's not about thinking. It's to try to help you dive into a sensation that's a little different and then know that eventually, as you keep working on this, it's going to work its way into your game. Olympians come into mind, Pearl. I got to tell that. So if you watch a figure skater, whether it's tandems, male, female, it doesn't matter. These guys train their bodies to get on this routine so much so that there's no thinking at all. They're doing their routine, and they know at this part of this song, I'm jumping, or I'm spinning, or I'm doing this, or I'm doing that. So it is absolutely a part of them like it's their left left hand. That's what we're trying to do at, at my level. Okay, so question. So you get a lesson. Do you even want to think about that when you're actually out there playing, or is that just something to be practicing? And then when it's playing time, talk about that because we've talked about that. You know, when you work with Rotella, he talked a lot about that kind of stuff. How many thoughts can you even have in your head? Is it something you're just working off the golf course, or how does that work? Got to only have one thought, one thought, and predominantly you've got to stay focused on scoring because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter, especially if you're out playing with your buddies, your girlfriends. All you want to do is, you know, take a couple bucks from them or shoot the low score in the group. And and if if we could give you style points and it would ma- matter, well, then we would. But it doesn't. And Jim Furyk, you know, a couple weeks ago at, at the players, you know, he finished the shot back and he swings the way he does. And it doesn't matter. He just finished one shot less. So I love what you said, that it's going to take time. So you take a lesson. Yeah, sometimes you can get some kind of immediate gratification, immediate success out of it. But to really incorporate it into your swing, you hear the players talk about it all the time. It's taken them three months, six months, maybe a whole season to make some of the changes they're talking about. So that's part of it. And work on it off the course. When you go play, play. Play to try to score. But to the point also here, if you're going to spend the money and the time to take a lesson, be dedicated and have a bit of a plan with your PGA professional, how should you practice? How many times should you practice before that next lesson? I taught once upon a time when I got out of college. And my thing was, don't call me again. And I needed the money. But I said, don't call (laughs) me again until you've worked on this somewhat. So I can remember one little story. I'm out there giving lessons or practicing or whatever the case is. And somebody comes down from the men's grill and says to me, hey, uh, Dr. Tony's kind of throwing you under the bus saying that your lessons didn't help. And I said, really? So I went up there, and uh, I was a little bit brash coming out of college, and I waited for Dr. Tony to come down from the card room. and what you else? hit him with a fiver? <laughs> what was going on and stuff. And he was a great guy, just a great guy. And I'm sitting outside in the cart waiting for him because I kind of knew when he got done and the card game got over. And I said, hey, Dr. Doc, Tony, let me uh, give you a ride out to the car. So he said, sure, John, what's going on? I said, I got a question for you. When a patient comes to see you, and you give them a prescription, some something they have to take or do to make themselves better, and they don't do it. They don't take that prescription, or they don't do what they're supposed to do per, per your uh, suggestion. Is that on you that they don't get better, or is that on them? I want to know how Dr. Tony took this. I'm going to tell you what. This is how good a guy he was. He took it great. 
He looked at me. He knew exactly where I was coming from. And he said, I'll practice and I'll see you next week. That's nice. It was awesome. He realized. He a lot of ways for that. And you know what? Obviously, <laughs> I was, I don't know what I was, but I was like, I, we had talked about that and he hadn't done the work. And I knew he hadn't done the work because I never saw him at the range or on the golf course, except for his weekly uh, weekend game. And then to go play cards, like we've talked about in the past. No, to his credit, he really took it uh, to heart, and we became we remained friends after that. And he started working on his game. So it was me giving a little bit of a jab. I like but it. I think that's what we've got to do. We've got to. It's yeah. not just a lesson. It's not magic. The pro doesn't touch you, and all of a sudden you're going to become a better player. It's something you got to work at. Yep. No. No question. All right. So let's continue. Let's okay. uh, segue into some iron play, okay. short and long iron play. Um, boy, one thing we got to talk about. Depending on your handicap and your, uh, oh, man, your desire to want to have long irons in the bag. Pearl, I'm really going to suggest to anybody that's over, man, probably over a 12 or 15 handicap to not have any iron longer than a, I mean, a hybrid, if if you hit these hybrids well, great. If you don't, dump them. And don't have I wouldn't have more than a five or six iron. My lowest iron would be a five or six iron. <laughs> Isn't that funny that back in the day when we were going after one, one iron, I know. <laughs> oh, I have a one, one iron irons? in the basement, and I got to tell you, I look at it now and it scares me. I'm like, I don't know what I did with you. How did the hell did I ever hit you? How many one irons are on tour? Oh, well, there's some driving irons that have come out now, okay. but none, none from the none. traditional what people right. would think is. Right. How many two irons are on tour? Not many. How many three irons are on tour? That's that's fair, that's, fair amount. That's yeah, kind of the starting I'm gonna point. Say, I'm going to say there's everybody's got a three iron in Everybody their bag, does. or they'll have a, a that set that that area in their bag pearl. They'll have options. So this course sets up for a three iron, or I need my five okay. wood, or a six wood, Granted. or a seven wood, or some sort of utility wood. So they you might know. swap them week exactly. To week. But even those guys, that. to your point, for the most part, one ones are gone. Yep. Twos, for yep. the most part, are gone. Right. Threes are iffy-ish, depending yeah. on the player. They'll and the, have a driving in. iron. It won't even have a – it'll be a, like a two-and-a-half. It's not even important anymore. It's just that, you know, these guys can hit these driving irons, 270, 280. Yeah, and, but they've got like a bigger back on yeah. them. I mean, there's, yeah. there's oh, a yeah. bunch no, of things. Right. So those guys are doing it. All you're really suggesting, is my point, is to do that with two more clubs. Right, and what I want for, for our listeners to help their game is I want the, to, to, them to find out where their comfort lies. Does it lie? Look, if your comfort lies in a four iron, fine. Mm-hmm. The problem is most of the amateurs that I see, there's anxiety in those long irons. Get a let's get a hybrid. Let's get a six, seven, eight wood. When my dad was alive, I bought him. Was it the Seven Heaven or something yeah. from Callaway? Yeah, that sounds right. And and he just absolutely loved it. He could whack that thing out of bad lies in the rough and. Uh, my dad was a left-hander, and, and um, I miss you, Dad. Uh, but um, that is absolutely where I'm going with this, okay? But also, Jay, you I remember when you were strongly encouraging me to do that as well. You said, fine, John. Pull out your three-iron. Let's pull out your five-wood. Let's hit a bunch of shots today as we kind of play the golf course. Yep. And your point was your misses with your five-wood are so much better than your misses with your three-iron. Right. Your good shots with your five wood are so much better. They're going to be higher. They're softer. You've got more options to do different things. 
it's not even close it on, really isn't. On, on what that's all about. Yeah. And so I, that did, that was a pretty short lesson, I think, from you. And I just I, I stuck that puppy in the back. So I haven't had one, two. I don't even have a three arm right yep. now anymore. Yeah, and and I don't think I don't. I, so I think it's it's obviously on a per case basis, mm-hmm. you know. So you know your game, but let's just consider that, okay? And then a couple things we need to talk about for the irons is we need to get the ball in hand position. The ball position in your body as it relates to your hand position, correct? Are we talking long irons now? We'll, we'll, we'll talk either. You want to start? Let's start. Well, let's start with a long iron. Let's keep we went, in our sequence. Here. Yeah, because okay. we went with the driver. Yep. Let's start with a long iron. So the long iron. So the base. The 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 rule of thumb is the middle. The six iron. Let's call that the middle of the of the okay. irons that you're going to have. And I just told somebody maybe the six iron should be the, yeah, for the lowest for, in your back. Yeah. But that's going to start ball position wise. In the center of your stance. Okay. So right in between your left and your right leg. But what's really crucially important here is you've got to get your hands forward. Of, of the ball. Uh, of the ball. So you you've want got, a forward lean I want a forward shaft. lean. Now, look, I don't want five inches of this. Okay? I don't want it. But it's going to help so much for our listeners to compress the ball, especially with... They're short irons. Now, the long irons are, especially if they have some hybrids, okay, so the long irons are going to be somewhere between the middle of your stance and your left heel. So where the driver is the one that you play the farthest up in your stance, the the hybrid is going to start coming back towards the center a little bit. And you're going to, depending on what hybrid iron and the length of that shaft is, you're going to have to figure that out. Okay, but it's going to be something. We're not talking about a big gap here, though, folks. We're talking even about with those the, hybrids, is that shaft... Kind of straight up and fractionally forward, or do you, that's never behind, is it? No, I'd like to see it. I've I, I see so many people hitting, trying to hit those hybrids with their hands behind. But and you I'd, can't because you're going to bottom up behind the ball because right. it's not teed up like a driver. Right. So you're going to have to move those hands and slide them up towards your left, you know, your left knee a little bit um, because that ball still needs to be hit um, from the front of your stance. And it needs to be compressed, so you're going to have to move your hands up there. So kind of your choice. The hands can move up. If you can't do it anymore, move the ball back a little tiny bit right. to compensate to get that shaft in there, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And the shaft, so the shaft becomes even more important for your short irons. And one of the biggest things that I see, look, long irons have, for decades, for eons, have always been difficult to hit. No talk, okay? But short irons have not. And I watch folks... And you've got to figure out a way to flight your short irons some way or another. I'm not saying you have to hit knockdown shots like we spoke about Phil Mickelson when he won at Pebble Beach. You don't have to go to that extreme. But you can't sit there and hit your nine iron and hoist it miles in the air and think you're going to be able to control the distance. You're just not. It just You need to be a tour player type caliber level to be able to know what that's going to look like. It's deceptive with those guys. When I caddied for you all those years, and I know things are continue to change somewhat, but so often they're taking more of that half and three quarter swing. They're not hoisting it as far as they can. We're watching on TV the best players in the world at their absolute best where they are playing some of those extreme type of things. But most of the time, even they are hitting more of a three-quarter, less-than-full, bombed-out type of a, of a situation. That's correct. And so here, guys, ball position. 
So now we're we're in the short iron. So now we're from the middle of the stance where the six iron goes. We're right-handed golfers. We are pushing that, pulling that ball back towards your back foot, your right foot. And your hands need to stay in front of these short irons, in front of your short irons, not even even in front of your short irons. And you are going to notice a difference if your hand position isn't correct. You're going to be able to notice how you're going to hit that ball crisper, you're going to hit down on it more, and you're going to be able to control when it. When it is in the right position. When you got that thing in the right so, position. So, Jay, one thing I want to point out, because I don't think this is as clear to everybody. Where do you want your club to contact the ground relative to right. the ball? That's one of the things we're going to talk So, we're talking about a divot, and the divot always happens past or in front of the golf ball. So, the, your club is swinging on a downward motion, strikes the ball, then the ball is off the face, and then your club is entering the, the turf. Kind of at the front edge of the ball, or sometimes even an inch or two in front of the it's ball, better, correct? All of those, Pearl, are better than behind the ball. Nothing's okay. Behind's never okay. Never, never good. The, the term thin to win? Man, I just got the sign for bad. We are through with the front nine. Okay. But the term thin to win... There's a lot of truth there's a that. lot of thin shots that yeah. can come can can work out. Fat doesn't work extremely well, and fat never works. Yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Um, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to hear from uh, some of the folks that sponsor uh, sponsor us here at Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Are you looking for a golf training facility and PGA pros to help you out year-round? Make sure you get to Golf Tech. They've been in St. Louis since 2007 and have three convenient locations to serve you. They've got state-of-the-art video equipment, and you can take your lesson home with you and replay it as much as you'd like. Start with a golf swing evaluation for only $125 and let a Golf Tech coach customize a game plan for you. 314-721-GOLF. You can find them online as well, golftech.com dash St. Louis. Play better. Swing better. Golf Tech. I got a big shout-out and a thank you to Whitmore Country Club for supporting my golf show. I don't know if you know, Whitmore Country Club has 72 holes of golf. There's a 24-hour fitness center and has a extremely large pool complex. This is a family-friendly country club to belong to. There's a kids' club in the main clubhouse right near the fitness center. There are golf leagues, skinned games. Members, tournaments, couples, events are available all year long. If you join at Whitmore, you also get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in that membership. There are no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. Go out and see my friend Bummer out in the clubhouse. He is an absolute jewel and a wonderful guy that will tell you all you need to know. Or you can call Whitmore at 636-926-9622. After 25 years on the PGA Tour, Jay Delsing takes you behind the scenes from the eyes of a pro. Now back to more golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Hello and welcome back to Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got my favorite caddy, John, here with me. And uh, we're headed to the back nine. Absolutely. I love the last segment. And we had a great conversation between segments with uh, Brad here. Why don't you guys talk a little bit about, Brad, tell us about what you thought about squaring up and quit aim and left. Well, when you guys were talking about slicing, I think every most of us have a slice, but I try to almost plan for it in my swing so I'll open up like a baseball player would with an open stance. So usually my feet are 
somewhat square to each other, but I'll open my shoulders up quite a bit to plan for it. Sometimes my front foot will be staggered back a little bit, but for the most part, it's not crazy off. It's more of my shoulder and my upper body. Right. And so basically, Meet, what you're doing there is you're programming your brain to slice more. You're just, and, and it's. You're it's, certainly setting up for it. Right. It's okay. It's okay to hit a little bit of a fade. The problem is when we start slicing, we lose so much power and distance because the ball's got so much curve on it. Mm-hmm. How many times have you ever had this happen to you? This is a, this will, this will be real telltale. Have you ever had one of those days where you're like, man, I'm slicing, I'm slicing, I'm slicing, and you go, I am so tired of slicing, but you're still aiming left, and you just square that club up, and it goes 100 A miles mile. left. Yeah, yeah. And it goes, but you hit it hard, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. That's what I want you to do, except I want you to aim straighter. Okay. Okay? So stack that's it up. A, that's what I want you to do. So we set up one of our basics was stacking up. So we want to... Forget that opening of your shoulder, okay? okay? Get your left shoulder, so you're going to feel like your left shoulder is really closed in your stance. Okay. But it's we want it stacked, okay? And I'm saying closed compared to being peeled open, like you said. Mm-hmm. Square and, to the path. And so what I want you to do then is, so now we're going to play for, let's just say we're going to play for a little five-yard fade. So you no, see what we're doing? Mm-hmm. We're changing a slice into a fade. That's big time terminology. <laughs> that's what the pros do. Yeah, huh? that's right. We don't, that's a, I can't believe how much I faded that. No. So, <laughs> so what we're going to do, and then so what I want you then to think about, and this is really going to be paramount, and this is what you did when your ball when you hit the ball really hard but hit it too far left. I want you to feel as if in a, in a baseball analogy, if we're standing at home plate and we're swinging a golf club, I want you to feel like you're swinging the head of that driver and all of your irons out towards the second baseman. Okay. Okay. And then the last thing is I want you to feel like you slam the door shut and you let the toe of your iron or your wood catch up to the heel. Okay. It's going to mimic that same solid feel that you had Brad, when you were aiming left and you got tired of slicing, but you forgot to aim straight and you creamed one, but it went way left. But see, but that's what happens to us. We get so programmed into one shot, we keep, and then we keep aiming for that shot, and then we keep slicing more, so we aim more. Now we're nowhere near where we want, lined up to where we want this ball to go. And then you let your hands get through, and oh, now we can't even find the golf course. Yeah, you've limited your possibilities so much at that point but i love brad's awareness that hey i open up because i know i'm going to fade it right so you just gave him and everybody else out there well what else do i do because he's standing up there going like okay fine i can stack it up i can square up right it's just going to go right or right now you tell him swing to the second baseman now you want me to start it right and it's going to go right but the key is you're talking about get that club head square coming through or closed right it's it's going to feel closed and and and, and let's use another baseball um, visual. Look at a guy that's a pole hitter, a right-handed pole hitter, compared to a guy that goes out into right, hits the ball out in the right center all the time. That ball that's being hit out the right center, the the head of that bat never quite gets mm-hmm. out at, the, and it stays at that open angle. So you see those balls at the ballpark. Those balls had those right-handers hit them out to right field. They're slicing. Right, right. They're slicing. It's the same. It's the same basic um, thing. And then you also see the guys that get on top of those inside pitches and hammer them down the left field line. They're hooking. Okay. So in golf, what we want you to do is hit the David Freeze, smash that thing straight away to center field. 
So to get my hands through first, is that more of like the angle that I'm holding the the driver in to begin, or more my hand placement? Or yeah. So I, without seeing you swing, I mean, we we talked it with Justin and Golf Tech. We have to have a halfway decent grip. But what we want, what I want you to start relating to, bud, is not your hands, is the club face. Absolutely. I want the so you have the ball. So, bud, this is a game about us being kids and a stick and a ball. Okay, and the and the. Okay, the stick is shaped really oddly. It looks like your driver, but the face is big and it's and it's straight, and we want to get that thing hit squarely like this. Right. We want to, that's what I want you to relate to. I don't want you thinking about your hands. You're gonna if you start trying to go. Oh, okay, I got this ball, and I want to hit this ball hard, and I'm gonna. And, and Delsing told me to do this. I'm gonna feel like I'm swinging out a little, okay, and then I'm feel like I'm gonna. Let the toe of that driver okay. catch up and and hit that thing square. So imagine if the toe doesn't quite catch up, it's going to give you that open look, and it's still going to have some fade on it. Right. Okay. So what we want to do, even if it has a little, I imagine you could smash the ball as strong as you are. So even if the club face stays a little open, Pearl, he'd still hit a three hundred yard drive with it a little open. But I love the way you're describing it because then he can judge it. If right. it's still mm-hmm. going right a little bit and still fading a little bit, it's the club face is open. Right. So that's the stuff that you want. Are you gonna miss some? You're gonna miss some big time. But at the end of the day, without making this adjustment, you are limiting the possibilities of what you can do right. on the golf course tremendously. It's worth whacking some off to the right. When I caddied for Jay Brad I would know when he's going to start clicking in and hitting good shots because he would bomb a couple quite a ways to the right. That was always the indication. <laughs> that they were hit hard. They weren't that quail. <laughs> you know, like that thing that goes out but there. But then yep. he knew what to do. Yep. When, there, when there was just kind of that weak fade, there was a lot of adjustments had to be made. Right. But when he made that and said, bombed it, yeah, we missed the fairway to the right, maybe even in the trees. But all of a sudden that feeling went through his just like it's you, you to love when you hit it hard. Bit, even yeah. Though, yeah, it starts to sink up. Then you're close. I'm going to tell you, when you go out, you're going to have to text me or something. When you go out next time, because you will hit one drive, I promise you, if you hit a full bucket of balls with your driver, you'll hit one drive and go, what was that? <laughs> the other thing is, but you're going to not feel anything. Yeah, right. You're going to go, well, I, didn't, I didn't feel anything. It's like a good baseball swing. It's right. just smooth. You catch, yes. it, on the, you, you yeah. catch it in the in the meat part of the bat, right. and the ball goes, and you went, Right. And touch that thing. You're speaking his language. Meat. You're speaking. Yeah, right, right. It just sizzles right off the bat. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Wow. Now we're That's, talking. Yeah. Right. So, it um, deep. Yeah. Good so one. Good yeah. One. So thanks, good, thanks, Brad. You're right. Thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. So um, let's go uh, talk a little bit about pitching. Okay. And and and, um, and uh, so cause, so we're getting closer to the green. So how far away are we when we're pitching, Jay? What's the range that you would call pitching? You know, I'm going to go, let's grab our most lofted wedge. Okay. Okay, so it's for me it's a 58. For some folks it'll be a 60. Uh, maybe a few even have a 64 or something. But let's just say 40 yards, bro, okay. 50 yards, okay. something like that. Because it's some place where you can comfortably make this motion. That it's I'm not a full swing by any It's not a full swing. It's not about power. And it's not about power. Yep. So as we get closer to the green, folks, we want to get away from powerful and get into something that's going to be um, – uh, a little more precise and a little more controlled, okay? And a um, little more, more bodied and less hands. Right. Yes. So so we're going to get the, the upper body and lower body moving together as opposed to having a little bit of separation. Got it. And we're going to pitch the ball 
uh, with a basic setup. So we're going to have the ball. We're going to start the ball at the center of your stance. We're going to start with your hand position on the front edge of the ball, and we're going to start with the club face square. How about your okay? body? How about your body? We're going to have 50-50 weight with the body. And if you want to open ever so slightly left, okay. But please don't go more than Five yards left of your target. So pretty much stacked again. You want we want body you lines stacked. all squared up. We always want you stacked. If you want to be a little open to yeah. help it, that I'll, I'll sign off on that. It's okay. The weight there's going to be a slight pivot as you move through the ball here, folks. A slight pivot. It's not going to be the crash of your driver. It's not. But the body is still going to be the engine, and it's going to be moving through the ball. Okay. Okay. And it's going to be. Um, one thing I want you to do with your pitching is I want you to visualize the backswing and the through swing matching up lengthwise, mm-hmm. okay? And I want the ball to just get in the way. John, we could get guys to do that and not hit at the yeah. ball, and not try to help it in the air. Oh, man, it's amazing what these wedges can do. It's amazing when, what happens when you let the wedges do the work. It's what just, do you think about with – Spin, draw, fade. What do you think about with trajectory, Jade? Do you do you want what do you want that what are we talking about? Ten to thirty handicap thinking about right, right. now. Right. All I want a, a ten, I, okay, so let's say from a, a fifteen to eighteen handicap on down, you can get we can get pretty specific. Okay, let's do that. From the eighteen handicap on up, I just want you to be able to get I, and here's how I want everybody to judge. I want this shot to be judged by how solidly my wedge contacted the Love ball. It. And what happens there, folks, is magic happens there because you'll start using the bounce and it'll be almost accidental, but it'll, you'll start using the back of the ball and it'll cut right back through the, the ground. I mean, the back of the club, yep. it'll cut right through the ground. The ball will just get in the way and it'll have more spin on it than any naturally than any shot you probably ever hit. And when you can get a player, and I'll say anything above a 10, because the other folks should be able to pop that on on the green. If you can get with what you just described for them, don't get fancy with the club face. Don't get fancy with a lot of things. And you can always be sitting there from whatever you said, that 40, 50, 60 yards, and you know you're going to always pop it on the green. That's a huge step in enjoying this game in being more productive with your efforts in shooting better scores. Wouldn't you say, isn't that where people no can question. throw away scores all over the place? No question. So we're going to do Seems this. Seems simple, but we want to be right. awesome from this, from so, this distance. 100%. So we're going to be very consistent. Ball's middle of our stance, weight 50-50, hands are on the front edge of the ball, backswing and through swing are going to match up, okay? And um, let the ball get in the way. Just let the ball get in the way. There's got to be one modification that's crucial here. There's a difference between how we hit this shot from the fairway and the short stuff mm. and how we hit it from the rough. And when you get in the rough, we're going to talk about this when we come back, straight out of our next break, it's going to turn into more of a bunker shot type motion. What that's going to look like is the club is going to get lifted up and out a little bit, out so slightly. I almost hate saying out, but it needs to be lifted up. So that you're not going to, you're, you're, the head of your wedge is not going to get a ton of interference with the, with the, with the rough. Get to the ball as quickly as possible. And then there. we're going to yeah. drop that thing directly on that ball cool. and pop it up in the air. That's also going to give you that lift, that beautiful softness around the green. This isn't the sexy part. This isn't a long isn't. drive, but this is where you can really learn to play the game. You know what, Pearl? And this is how, this is exactly how. You lower your scores. This yep. is exactly where it happens, these small little nuances. This is how you go from a 20 to a 10. Right For sure. Here. 
And that's the end of uh, the back nine. Wow. Beautiful. Very, very good. Um, all right, so we got to head to the 19th hole next. we got to take a break and listen to a few messages. But uh, stay tuned here with um, This is Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery are a proud sponsor of Golf with Jay Delsing. They've been around since 1973, and it's been family-owned and operated the entire way. Father Danny Capps started it all. Now sons Matt and Jared are fully involved. And at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, they host the area's largest selection of Lazy Boy and Flex Steel Furniture. Plus, you'll find a full-service Mohawk Color Center featuring carpet, hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. Everything is professionally installed at Jerseyville Carpet and Furniture Gallery, plus easy to live and setup of new furniture however and wherever you want it they'll also haul away all of your old furniture can't beat that deal going the extra mile that's what jerseyville carpet and furniture gallery is all about find them online jerseyvillecarpetfurniture.net or call them 618-639-9858 most people think to get fit you've got to be in the gym five days a week well i used to think that too but that was before i discovered 20 minutes to fitness 20 Minutes to Fitness makes it possible to achieve in one 20-minute session a week what might require three hours or more a week at the gym. It reduces the time it takes to exercise by up to 90%. Their trainers can get you in shape no matter what your age or fitness level. They do it using special equipment and safe, medically-based approach. And all it takes is 20 minutes once a week. Honestly, 20 minutes once a week. Sound too good to be true? Your first session is free, so try it and see for yourself. They've got locations in Clayton and Chesterfield. To learn more, visit 20MinutesToFitness.com. 20 Minutes to Fitness. It's just 20 minutes just once a week, and it works for me. I just wanted to let you know that USA Mortgage has lowered its rates this month. That's right. They've lowered their rates. We are keeping them down as long as we can to take advantage of the great real estate market this spring. Buyers are flooding the market, values are going up, and USA Mortgage is ready to help you with you and your pre-approval, refi, or cash-out opportunity. We can help you eliminate your mortgage insurance, shorten your term, or pay off debt. Please call Joe Sheezer at 314-628-2015 to apply or get sound financial advice for your mortgage needs. Hurry while the rates are still low. You can apply online at usamortgage.com slash Joe Sheezer. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-Z-E-R. Or call him directly at 314-628-2015. NMLS number 231118. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing on 101 ESPN. You can get involved in the show by emailing your questions and comments to jay at jdelsinggolf.com. Welcome back, and thanks for staying with us. John and I have just finished 18 holes, and we're headed to the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm Jay. I got John with me, and um, I just got to give a shout-out to the folks at Whitmore for supporting the show and sponsoring the show. Um, 72 holes of golf at Whitmore. I still can't get over that. It's fantastic. Um, with that membership, there's uh, golf at other Whitmore um, courses like Missouri Bluffs, Links of Dardine, Golf Club of Wentzville. Uh, don't worry about the card fees. Those are already included in that, that portion of the membership. Uh, no food or beverage minimums, no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, three tennis courts, a huge pool complex, 
year-round social calendars. The holiday parties last year were spectacular. There's picnics and date nights, live music, kids clubs, um, course junior golf. they got a great junior golf program out there, junior tennis, swim teams. Um, it's just a family-friendly atmosphere. It's great for your kids. It's great for your, your spouse. It gives her plenty to do. you got to go visit my friend Bummer. Uh, one of the assistants in the golf shop. He is just a terrific person, great guy. He'll tell you all you need to know about Whitmore. So if you're looking to join a club, you got to go to Whitmore. Now you meant when you said spouse, you meant him or her. Him or her, yeah. Let me give you the Whitmore number. <laughs> Quit talking in the middle of my commercials. It's uh, so call call Whitmore at six three six nine two six nine six two two. Um, Man, our, I, uh, we we are having so much fun, yeah, and there is good. so much content being um, it's being dropped over here. So, so folks, we went to our break, and we started interacting with Brad, and and he brought up this great point that I needed to tell you about your setup. And so, Brad said, "Well, Brad, tell us what tell us what you said about uh, your setup." And I just asked about the the distance between the ball and where my stance needs to be for the driver compared to other irons and, and other clubs I yeah, use. Yeah, and that's just outstanding mm-hmm. and should have uh, um, uh, glad to address it. So He isn't as animated on everything else. When you start talking about his golf swing, I this know. guy's eyes are lit up. He's all excited. I, I mean, he's, he's professional every time we come in here, but not this jacked up. No, he's he's going to start smashing that driver. <laughs> yeah, so here's what you want to do uh, uh, body-wise. We want slight flex in your knees. Not, not a squat by any means, and not locked knee either, okay? And then I want you to, to initially have just a little bit of knee flex and then stand straight up as you can. And then what we're going to do is we're going to slightly flex over from the waist going forward until your arms hang about six inches from your body. So what we need, folks, is we need room to get that – let those – that, those clubs swing in there, okay? Now, here's something that's important. You and I deal with this all the time, but taller guy. And I watch the guys on tour. They work on it all the time. That posture, so we talked about this with Justin and Golf Tech, too. That posture that we just set up needs to be maintained through the ball. And if you're coming through, Brad, and for this is a, has been a huge problem for me over my career, and my knees are going in towards the ball, and and get that jams up your space, bud. Mm-hmm. It jams up the space. You're trying to swing the club as fast as you can, and then you start getting your body stuck in the way. Yeah, That's, I look like Mark McGuire. Yeah, in my golf swing, yeah. I'm like squatted down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not yeah. good. So yeah. you want that six inch from your legs to your hands, and you want it maintained through the swing. Through, folks, through impact. Okay. If you can. If you can mimic that setup, just open your hips, you know, and, and find what that looks like uh, at impact. You will smash the ball because so many of us are by, we're so focused on trying to turn and turn quickly that we we turn, we get out of sequence, we get our bodies kind of thrown towards the ball, and everything's in the way. So it's interesting, Jay. This is just so fundamental, and you talked about it before. The tour players constantly work on this. They're going to work on other, other things. But this is a standard because they know that if this part, the stacking of the body, the proper alignment, knees, feet, hips, shoulders, if that's not good all the time, all these other finer points they're working on, you know, where their backswing is, the rotation of the club, 
None of that matters if the foundational pieces of this, and business guys, which we want to relate to all the time, business guys can relate to this in their business. If they're missing the foundational things of their business and they're just trying to do the special things and and the foundational things fall apart, the special things are never going to happen. It's the same with the swing. When I caddied for you, the one consistent, every single day we were ever together on the range, we always talked about that posture. And when you're talking about stacking, how our feet, knees, everything stacked up there, we worked on this a ton. You would have the sense that you're stacked. And in fact... My right shoulder and my right forearm are always, always, always too far left. But you also got your chin basically slightly in front of your belt buckle. You didn't see it, you didn't feel it, and you needed that separate pair of eyes. Right. It would be the, the amount of time we would spend oh, man, on this. Oh, man, I'd get so pissed. I got pissed <laughs> at you just for keep telling me. I mean, could you just shut up for a minute? You would look at me oh, like, are you telling man. me the truth? And I'm thinking, dude, I can I know, tell I know. if your shoulders aren't, but I it was know. hard. I know. Then I would Extremely sit there and hard. get you, get, no, Jay, you know, get that left arm higher yep. relative to the right. That'll yep. square your shoulders around. You said, John, this feels like crap. One thing I want to mention that you're suggesting here, and when you're talking to Brad, this is going to feel like heck. This is going to be remarkably uncomfortable. And you know what? If it's not, at the it's beginning, wrong. you're, you're doing not it doing it. You're not doing it. No question. There, that's across the board. If you say, yeah, I don't want to do this because it's uncomfortable. If it's not crazy uncomfortable, you're not doing it right or you're not doing it enough. I can remember when we were at the end of the range in Vancouver. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought we'd get out of this show <laughs> without hearing about this story. The lights are down. Yeah. The sun's oh. coming down. You were back in the range. How and many balls? How many oh balls do you think I hit that day? I just remember oh. running for, and I ended up getting the range bucket, the one yep. that held like four hundred yep. balls, and I I yep. tote, tote that thing back there. And you, you, <laughs> oh, I was you? so pissed off. I, 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 I would get it, and then I lose it, and then I lose it a little more, and then it would go completely away from me. And I remember it was my four iron's fault. It was, so, uh, we've, we've, we found out, Brad, that it was my forearms fault. So, you know, like the intelligent person I am, with John and I standing in the back of the range all by ourselves, ourselves. I take my forearm and with like this tribal scream, throw my forearm <laughs> as hard as I can at the um, MasterCard scoreboard. And you hit it. Hey, I did hit it. I said Pearl. <laughs> so Lisa, so Lisa, it's, the only thing, it's the only thing that's forearms hit all day. But we knew. Just what we're saying to Brad earlier, we knew that if your alignment wasn't right, your north, as you would call it, yep. you, you, your whole senses of what am I going to do tomorrow? So to your credit, you would battle that and battle that. And I do remember what happened that last thing. We've mentioned it in the show before. You went out, what, 62 or yep, 63 yep. in the rain, yep. in the wind. Yep. But we got that squared up, and you started feeling just a couple things, and then you could clue in from there. But if we're not at that squared up position, you can never get that 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 kind of that feeling that you needed. And so one of the things, and this is really crazy, and your husbands or wives are going to, they probably, well, if you're married, they know you're crazy anyway, so go ahead and do it. But do you remember doing work in front of the mirror mm-hmm. is how I, how, how I finally got the, the, this figured out. And I used my buttons of my, my shirt mm-hmm. to, to help me figure out that I, I, instead of, you know, leaning a certain way that felt me felt square, I felt like I had to exaggerate my tilt to feel it. Mm-hmm. And then to this day when I go and play, I still do that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I want my right ear closer to my right shoulder because it that that's a key for me. We'll talk about that sometime. That's a tendency. Yeah. And you taught yep. me that we're 
our whole lives, we're going to fall back into that same tendency under pressure, no under doubt. getting tired, whatever the no case doubt. might be. So that's a, that'd be a great subject we'll talk about. Sometime. Yeah, and ultimately what we want to do for, for folks is to, if we can identify your tendencies, and let's just say two or maybe three of them, that's all you ever, 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 ever need to work on. Yep, that's, that's a great point. all you ever need to work on. And um, Man, Man, this one went fast. This was really did go fast. It was really fun. John, thanks so much for being with me this morning. Love it, Jay. Thanks. Uh, uh, we want to hear from you, so write us, uh, Jay at jdelsingolf.com. That's J-A-Y at J-A-Y-D-E-L-S-I-N-G-G-O-L-F.com. And uh, thanks for listening to 101 ESPN. Hit them straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday from 7 to 8 for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com, as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.